Welcome to a special doubleheader episode of Ships of the Trek Universe. I'm Brandon, your host for this collab podcast with Hero Collector and executive producer and host of Ship Talking Pod. And guess who's back? None other than Ben Robinson and John Ainsworth from Hero Collector. Once again with me, gents, how you doing? Pretty good. Great, thank you. Good to be here. It is, of course, great to have you. And it's a lot of fun. We get, This is like a regular meetup for us. Uh, I can't wait to meet you both in person um, in, uh, in London, hopefully, for Star Trek Destination london although ben you don't remember because there's no way you would but the first time we met was when you were at star trek las vegas launching the original ships line and i came up and bought my enterprise d and i was working on star trek online at the time and we had a great chat there and here we are gosh that's a decade ago it is it's 10 years that's um yeah amazing quite, quite extraordinary journey I, I that's it and i keep getting closer to you moving from california now in <laughs> ireland i'm just you know i'm slowly working my way into into the fold uh but um putting that aside uh we're we're really excited here today because we're doing this double header it's actually the first one we're doing like this and we're trying to catch up to all of the issues that are out now, because obviously we took a little bit of a hiatus there, but we're, we're making our way. Um, but in terms of this episode, we're focusing on two more ships that we got to see in Star Trek Picard Season 1. We're continuing that theme. Uh, and we're talking about the Romulan Vessel and Narek Snakehead. As always, I'd love to start it off with talking about each of your contributions. I forget who went last time, so any mini miny mo, John, uh, when you think about the Romulan Vessel and Narek Snakehead, tell us about kind of the insights with your work in the process. Uh, well, it's it's weird from a from a point of view of working on them. They were actually quite far apart, even though they are two consecutive releases. Because the Romulan vessel was the first one we worked on because okay. it appeared in the trailer for Picard, yes, which right. I think is why we had access to it uh, in, in, ahead of all the other ships. So we actually started um, getting that ready, you know, to create a model of it uh, before any of the others actually. So that's that's my main memory of that one. All right. Uh, and the snakehead. <laughs> oh, gosh, I don't, can't think of anything significant specifically about that in terms of... Well, that's that's all right. Maybe when we're talking about the design and some of the other stuff will jog your memory. Yeah. Ben, uh, Ben, I know you got to talk to John Eves a lot about these ones uh, from me reading the magazine. A lot of cool insights. But um, beyond talking to John, where uh, do you remember anything specific that sticks out for these? The thing that really sticks out to me about these ones was it's this kind of insight into a different version of uh, Picard. Ah, right. You know, the, the original story that, um, that, well, they both, I guess, um, would have appeared in this scene that we never get to see. <laughs> so in the in the first version of the story, um, it's the Romulans who attack Utopia Panisha, right. not the Sins. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there were meant to be all these different Romulan ships swarming around uh, the planet. And that's where both of these ships kind of come from. Yeah, I, I only say right, right, because I read the magazines. And I don't know if many people know <laughs> that, though, that really, you know, the, the story changed. And, and I think that's actually a common theme with, you know, any show being developed, especially the art department. They get requests for things. They think it's going to be one thing, but then it changes to another. Um, but yeah, what an interesting thing to think about. I hope there's some artist out there that takes your models and makes up their own scene, or maybe the CGI <laughs> versions, and, and we get to see that alternate reality. Maybe it happened in the Kelvin timeline version of the story. Uh, but yeah, so Romulan vessel, um, originally known as the Romulan bomber, right? Because that's it sounds like John developed it to be a bomber because of that storyline? Uh, yes. I mean, 
I'm not sure it's really known as, as anything. So <laughs> um, what happened is that in the beginning, there's this sequence where there are Romulan ships, plural, attacking Utopia Panisha. Mm. Um, so John and uh, Todd, who's his boss, Todd Chanowski, set out to design more than one Romulan ship that would be attacking the, the surface of the planet. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning, the idea was that there were going to be various different bombers, mm-hmm. except that they weren't actually bombers, mm. just John wrote bomber on the artwork. <laughs> <laughs> the idea is that they would they would bombard the surface ah. of the planet rather than dropping bombs on it. Okay. So they would have had like a battery of disruptors in their bellies that would have opened up and rained destruction down on the surface. Ah, brilliant, brilliant. And of course, with Narek Snakehead, um, you know, just looking at the designs, it started out as something looking different too, as as most of the designs do for Star Trek, and then it kind of got to its place. And speaking of the design, so for Narek Snakehead, you know, for originally designed as kind of dart looking, mm. and then Todd later came back and said, oh, let's actually make it look like a snakehead. Yeah, I mean, I think the main thing, <laughs> that, that one is a real insight into the realities of making a tv show even with a very large budget and um uh, and lots of visual effects so the main thing that john remembered about that one was that it had to have a hidden door in the back mm. so what would happen is when the door opened um Narek would walk out into a kind of a corridor mm-hmm. so that they could actually build it practically without having to create this massive uh, visual effects matchup so they knew that it was going to be um seen inside the, the artifact the bulk cube um but they didn't want to create an unnecessary visual effect shot where you would see the kind of extent of the cube uh, okay yeah. so it was all designed around the idea that it had a door uh, with a little corridor mm-hmm. off it and if you look at all the different versions of it that's something that stays consistent from the very beginning to the end very cool and i know we didn't get to see the romulan vessel uh, too much we just saw that scene as it's bringing Narek onto the artifact and i know john you're a big fan of the uh romulan bird of prey logo that gets added below some of those Romulan ships, but it sounds like this one actually has it as well, although we didn't get to see it in the show. I guess that's true. Yes, I hadn't completely realized that. You're right. I mean, as you say, we don't really see it that much in the show. It, it delivers Narek, and I think we see a few flying around the, the cube. Mm. But uh, other than that, it's um, it's a bit brief, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the idea of it is quite interesting. And in the, the reason these two kind of belong together is that originally you have a bombing sequence on Mars right? where there's like the the big Romulan warbird is the main part of the fleet. Yep. And then the idea was that the the flying wing, as we knew it, mm-hmm. um, or the, the bomber or the vessel, as it eventually yeah. became, <laughs> is like it became like a kind of fighter escort. Yeah. So you would have had the warbirds that would have had the big um, the big bombardier bit in the bottom. And then the, the, the flying wing as like the fighter escort, they kind of dropped the idea that that would be a bomber or a bombardier as well and then um what happens at the end is it's actually Narek's snakehead takes that role on when they attack um the the planet with all the the androids on interesting i i love how john talked about that he was looking at you know the world war ii bombers a shark and the tiny birds that dart around a pier to really design the romulan vessel because you do see that kind of of those ships floating around the cube i mean it's giant so these ships actually look like little birds that are flying around i really love that he talked about that he got inspiration from his daughter watching a movie and that he saw some of the things happening in it and he took that as inspiration john is really famous 
famous, it sounds like, for taking real life stuff and, and seeing how he can incorporate it into his ship design. I think when you have to design as many ships as John, you're just desperately looking for inspiration <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> I mean, the, the Romulans obviously have a long history of, of bird ships, you know, yeah. that, um, you know, the, the Klingon Bird of Prey is originally a Romulan ship. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in the original series, they have the, the Bird of Prey. Um, but with the with the bird pan on the underside, so John was very keen that whatever he designed had that feel to it. Mm-hmm. I think when they started designing those those Romulan bombers, um, he was looking at something more like the Valdor. Oh right, yes. So which is still kind of inspired by a bird, um, but it has like they were doing like double headed versions of the Valdor and things <laughs> like that. And he just felt it wasn't really quite on on point wasn't quite you know in keeping with the Roman aesthetic all right okay going back to Brandon, what you were saying about the the snakehead being a dart shape um i think they wanted to actually put more glass into it than than they had originally all right i think we see that in the snakehead model that's out there but of course it sounds like that design changed then from that dart to that that rattlesnake and that john was actually thinking about the diamond head back because it scared him as a kid growing up in arizona he he, he always said that there are other ships that john's designed that were inspired by cattle oh. you know so <laughs> Every every possible thing that uh, freaked John out when he was growing up <laughs> has made its way into Star Trek. So if anyone makes fun of one of his ship's designs and calls them a cow, it's, he actually would take it as a compliment then. Yeah, well, that one actually, that's a, an interesting design. Never got made. It was for a Cardassian weapons platform. That oh. was obviously the Cardassian weapons platform did happen. Yeah, yeah. But he designed this very cool other version of them that was inspired by the cattle head <laughs> okay. of, of the steers that grew, when he grew up. Yeah. It's amazing, actually, the snakehead, how small it is i think it's actually probably one of the smallest ships that star trek has seen it's it only fits one person i think isn't it there is no room for any any other passengers or anything it it purely is narek and and that's it i think it's kind of like a hatch to enter in a seat pretty much right and some consoles around him yeah very small pretty much it's not much bigger (laughs) than a shuttle yeah i love that we saw him sitting in his chair and playing around with that device that amidst the poison um, and kind of while they were cloaked just following La Serena. Super cool. Um, All right. Well, you know, of course, check out the designs in the magazine that we were just talking about for both ships. You can see what they originally were and what they evolved to. Uh, But before we head out, of course, I love talking about some behind the scenes stuff. So, John, first over to you. Anything you can remember about either ships, you know, behind the scenes wise that might be kind of cool to share with listeners? Of course, don't spoil everything. Let them go read the magazine for themselves. But anything of interest you want to call out? Well, John uh, revealed that when he was designing the snakehead, uh, he had to take care not to make it too similar to a ship that he'd already designed for Enterprise. Oh. So he, he, t- he took some steps to make sure he could differentiate the two. Do you know what uh, what kind of ship was it? Was it another Romulan ship or? I think it was a Klingon ship. Oh, Goroth's ship. Ah. So he, when he was working on Enterprise, he quite regularly put forward designs that were just like the head of the Klingon uh, battlecruiser. Ah, okay. Yes, yes, yes. And by this point, it had become kind of dragon or snake-shaped. All right. So he was very careful not to do exactly the same thing again. Yeah, very interesting. And and Ben, any other tidbits you want to share before we head out? Well, the other thing about the snakehead is there seems to be an an ongoing theme in Picard of sliding chairs. Oh. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So there's a thing about how the snakehead is that it's such a small ship that they had this idea that he would get into the chair and it would slide into position because oh. there's barely room for him to walk around the chair and get into it. Right, right. So they had a kind of complicated arrangement where the chair sort of 
slid to go and get him and then he sat down and it took him to the console <laughs> very very interesting well if, if you enjoyed those little peeks behind the curtain do make sure to get the magazines because they have got so much more info as well as the designs that we talked about lots of cool concept art and uh, just really great to see the process and that's my favorite thing I think about the magazines of course we cover a lot here stay tuned for more episodes of this podcast we're going to dive into more ships from Picard as well as ships from Discovery and of course the upcoming show Strange New World But as per tradition, before we warp out, as a teaser for the next episode, we're going to be chatting about the Wallenberg-class tug that we also saw in Picard, and that was actually during the Mars synth destruction scenes. Super cool and a very unique ship. Can't wait to talk about it. Uh, But John, can you remind everyone where they can purchase the models and and get the magazines or subscribe to the collection? Sure, yes. To buy the models and and or to subscribe, you can go to www.herocollector.com forward slash Star Trek Universe. Amazing. And Ben, what about social media for Hero Collector? I think you just search Hero Collector, you should find us. Um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, though, the main places for us. I see more and more stuff get posted on Instagram. I know you and the team are working hard at that. I love it. I love getting my ship fixed from there. <laughs> and of course, for Ship Talking Pod, you can catch us at shiptalkingpod.com for the details about all of our shows and links to them as well. Of course, we're on Twitter at Ship Talking Pod. And make sure to give us a follow there because we're going to launch giveaways of both of the ships we talked about on today's episode one after the other so do keep an eye out and ship talking pod is also on patreon and we give awesome benefits in return for your support uh, those include expanded episodes of our main pod the ability to chat in discord with some of our guests that join and special patron only giveaways and much more head to patreon.com slash ship talking pod for details but ben and john thank you as always for joining it was an absolute pleasure thank you it's been great to be here always all right well thanks of course to our listeners as well and we'll catch you on the next episode about the wallenberg tug until then live long and prosper bye bye see you so this week's piece of trivia i'm far as i know i might have this wrong but there's <laughs> one romulan ship that isn't green really which one? The first one. <gasps> yes. Gray. Yeah. And it's it just became a thing. All Romulan ships must be green. I love it. Let's uh let's see someone retrofit that original ship with Romulan green going on. Unless you count the D7s in uh Enterprise incident. I wasn't going to mention it. <laughs> Shh. They're borrowed. Yeah, I know. They're not they really those from the Hang on. Yes. <laughs> There's a piece of trivia about that. Those were made for AMT because the original series Enterprise had been so successful as a die-cast model, they wanted a bad guy ship for it. And by that point, Star Trek had no budget at all. So AMT paid for uh, Matt Jeffers to design that ship in his, wow. uh, basically in between the seasons. And then when it came to it, they were like, hey, we've got a new ship. <laughs> they filmed the Enterprise incident um, after the, the first appearance, um, but they aired it the other way around. Wow. And they were like, okay, let's use let's use this ship because we've got a ship. It was the only one they had. Interesting.